So, let me tell you something that you should have already realized by now about this fucking show you're listening to. This shit is supposed to be for mature audiences. As in grown-ups, mentally mature. It's supposed to talk about adult subjects in an adult frame of mind. It's not fucking that at all. This is two emotionally regressed, broken half-wits pretending to offer insight on movies. All they really offer you is an endless sexual perversion and a laundry list of personal paraphilia issues. You can make your own choices in life, but you have to choose this as entertainment. You know you're better than this. You have to know you are better than listening to Cinema Psyops.
Welcome to the 344th episode of Cinema PsyOps. That is 344 consecutive weeks of myself and my co-host, Matt. Robo War, Ro- Robot War, Robo War. Y'all seen okay, Predator? Hey, man, what's going on? Hey, oh, sorry, what's going on? Y'all seen hey. Predator? Yeah, y'all seen Predator? Yeah, it's Predator. <laughs> I'm starting to think that the bulk of Matei's career is y'all seen aliens? Yeah, y'all, y'all seen Predator? Y'all, y'all seen, seen Van- Aliens Holocaust? versus Predator? Yeah. Y'all-, <laughs> y'all seen Cannibal Holocaust in like 24 y'all hour seen- news cycle TV? Y'all seen any other movie that's ever been made ever? <laughs> <laughs> He's like the even less talented Quentin Tarantino. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, it's like Quentin Tarantino, but with all of that classy foot fetish stuff. <laughs> I'm not so sure his foot fetish is all that classy. Uh, it's way classier than whatever Matei's got going on. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's all about perspective and context. And uh, yeah. <laughs> in the context of Matei, um, yeah, yeah, foot yeah. fetish probably not as creepy. Yeah, yeah well. I'm just, I'm just eternally creeped out by Tarantino to fucking begin with. So, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, anytime I see like an interview with him, you just get a, you, like fucking want to shower. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I was raised around some really monstrous human beings. All right. Uh-huh. My vibe for you're a fucking creep is on point. And if I get yeah. you're a fucking creep vibes from you, you're a fucking creep. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> My God, listen, I know a creep when I see one, all right? Mainly because I'm a friends with a lot. But, I mean, other than that, I know for a fact what's happening over here. And we're doing whatever we can not to talk about the movie this week. Absolutely. But the reason that I'm picking on Tarantino is because he does this yeah. exact same thing. He'll take a oh, movie, yeah. he'll mm-hmm. frame a movie exactly like, and he'll fucking flat out tell you that's the movie that he's framing it as, or that he's taken this particular montage or whatever. Like, he just takes the stuff, remakes mixes it and that's sort of how he makes it his own like he he finds a way to make these various pieces work yeah whereas Matei completely botches it every single step that he has ever made so the fine line between being the movie dj that everyone thinks is a fucking genius and being the movie dj that everyone thinks sucks is the talent to know when you're taking it too far and to know what it is that you can do with what you currently have on screen mm-hmm. you know regardless yeah, of, yeah. regardless of the fucking budget you know what i'm saying and yeah. regardless of how you feel about Tarantino, whether you really think he's a genius or if you think he's a fucking hack, or if you're somebody like me where in between you could take or leave depending upon the actual films, and you like it better when someone else has kind of like got some reins on that fucking guy. <laughs> you know? Also, oh, yeah, I mean, I just gotta say, like, you know, because I'll still, I'm still right with From Dust Till Dawn, and I will never let that leave. He wrote that, but Robert Rodriguez directed that. Everything you're I love right. about that movie is you're... Robert Rodriguez's decisions. Yes, because it's Salma Hayek. But- <laughs> yeah knowing what you know it, it, now about became, Tarantino well, no, it, that's even creepier about the feet yeah. we're all back full circle being creeped out by him uh, yeah I know I'm just saying that's where I first got my first thing <laughs> my first okay so and not the foot thing so I'm not I'm not into that but uh Salma Hayek's particular look it, it's it's driven me throughout my entire life after that <laughs> So what I had a moment. What, what you're saying is you're stuck. you're heavily attracted to soul sucking women with dark hair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, same, but I... yeah, yeah. I mean, damn. <laughs> I mean, I never had it put just like that before, but yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> 
Well, for me, it was pretty obvious what was going to be it for me was, uh, well, Jennifer Connelly, the entirety of my life, absolutely, all the way from Labyrinth from when I was a little kid. But I caught career opportunities at just the right time and happened to just see it um, just enough to where I could have swore I was seeing through a tank top when I I was positive that I wasn't. And Uh, that's when I knew that I had a thing for extremely pale girls with very dark raven hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. We uh, we both pretty much followed our dreams. Um, <laughs> and not only that, but she usually played like um, kind of spoiled but turned brave and kind characters a lot too. And appa- yeah. apparently that's a thing for me. <laughs> and Selma Hayek just kind of sometimes plays psychopaths, which is definitely yeah, a thing for both of us. That, that's definitely a thing. <laughs> we better hope that neither of our wives hear this episode at all because we'll be in so much fucking trouble. That's not a thing. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, but my wife might actually just listen to it and go, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's this thing. is not unlike anything I haven't told her already. So <laughs> That's true. It's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it is a thing. Thank you. It is. Thank you, David. But if our wives find out, we will so be fucking dead, so everyone oh, be yeah, fucking yeah, I mean, cool. Any, no, any, reason, any reason to take me out is more than any reason, you know? That's not a thing. Yeah, well, don't do it. Don't do no. it. Don't have no, any don't reason just to take us out. Uh, yeah. So not a thing. So everybody just pretend it, like we didn't talk about it at all. Yeah, yeah. Just settle down. <laughs> this is the most entertained you're going to be for the entirety of the show because this week we're talking about the Reb Brown uh, fronted lead. Um, Reb Brown is trying to be Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator in Robo War. Yeah. Uh, this week, the pirate radio edit's going to be a little fucked. It might actually come out after the actual episode, but I'm still going to fucking do it anyway. Bo's on vacation, so it's just going to be late. That's just how it's going to be. I can't Take fucking that, help it. But, but I'm still recording the pirate radio edit for everybody, so maybe wait for that one, I suppose. I don't know, but this week we're going to be doing songs about robots from various weird and or punk rock bands. When did this come out? Uh, 1988. When did RoboCop come out? I don't know off the top of my head. Why don't we look it up over the break? Because I'm starting to wonder, you know, Robo War is kind of maybe, because I think, you know, not just Predator, but. All right. Well, let's leave everybody hanging with that. I'm going to play the Legion Patreon ad and you go look it up. This will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room.
point. That is the band Big Dumb Face. I said it was going to get weird, and it doesn't get much weirder than Big Dumb Face, and their song is yeah, Robot. Big Dumb Face. All right. Good job. <laughs> That's for everyone listening on the Pirate Radio Edit. If you're not listening on the Pirate Radio Edit, you are on the main feed, and you probably just heard some fucking metal or some shit. I don't know what I played. Mm. By the way, it's 1987 RoboCop, so... This is 1988, so basically what he did was, hey, what if RoboCop but Predator? Yeah, because the quote-unquote bad guy is a RoboCop, but the setting is Predator. <laughs> everything else everything else is Predator, and the, and the, the quote-unquote bad guy is RoboCop. <laughs> it's not like he hasn't done that before, as evidenced by this trailer. Corporal Neil Corey, top marksman rating. Private Larry Garino, Alfred Bray, dubbed Papa Duck. Sonny Peel, martial arts expert. His friends call him Blood. Quang, forward scout and point taker. And this is our coordinator, Major Murphy Black. Enemy sighted, moving target, received. On target, on target, on target. Then let's get ready for a clean kill. We're gonna start settling some accounts here. Enemy sighted, moving target. Major, this belonged to Lieutenant Woodring. Remember him? Torino! On target, on target, on target. Keep still. Okay, that's basically the gist of the entirety of the movie. Uh, the parts where they're like, oh, it's flashing the title of the movie, which in this case is RoboWar. And now we can talk about the fucking film. Nice. And, and that was in English because there are no clips this week because I did not watch the English dub. Yeah, we talked about it off the air, so we'll just kind of bring it up here. Both of these uh, videos that I acquired for this week and next week, finishing out March Mate, are going to be in Italian for both Matt and I with subtitles that I had to find elsewhere. I apparently sourced this from the Italian Blu-ray. <laughs> and by source, I mean stole, so let's move on. Yeah, all right. RoboWar, the first 20 minutes. Well, we see some pilots. They're flying a helicopter around. They keep talking about how they lost contact with it. Uh, Omega-1's gone. Uh, you know, they have no longer have control over Omega-1. Its its circuits aren't responding. Omega-1, OCP. Yeah. Omega-1, Omnicorporation. Omega-1, OCP. Matt, I think you're onto something. It's pretty much, uh, uh. what if Robo? cop were the predator yeah exactly well um anyway uh we see some robot views and you can he can hear the people calling out and the helicopter people as they're asking for help they get destroyed uh we get a nice little fire of brimstone intro in which you can tell villages are being destroyed all that kind of stuff there's a lot of fucking bloodshed a lot of fucking explosions and a lot of wasted shots out into foliage of the filipino jungle but yeah. good lord is it a welcome welcome change of pace from the last two weeks yes um, anyway, well, we come to the next part. We're meeting the team. You kind of got it in the intro, but I'm going to go ahead and go through it anyway, or else this review is going to be like 16 seconds. <laughs> um, Might still be anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, the first guy is Corporal Neil Corey, a.k.a. Shotgunner. Then we got Private Lords Garano, a.k.a. Diddy Bopper. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what they called him, Diddy Bopper. That's Diddy Bopper. That's a, that's a hell of a hardcore name to try to have, Diddy Bopper. 
I'm pretty Maybe sure have... that if your name is Diddy Bopper and you work in the armed forces, people know not to fuck with you. Probably. Then you have Corpsman Arthur Bray, a.k.a. Papa Doc. You have Sonny Peel, a.k.a. The Butcher. You have Quang, who's a local guide to him. And then you have Major uh, Murphy Black, the leader. He likes to go uh, by Kill Zone. Oh, by the way, that's Reb Brown, who fans of MST3K will recognize from Space Mutiny. Oh, okay. As well, Slam Beef Chest and Big McHuge Large. <laughs> he is playing the role of Arnold Schwarzenegger in this. And I will say that his acting ability is greatly increased by being dubbed by a different voice. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure. Yeah, no, because... I, uh... I have seen Reb Brown act in things like Space Mutiny and that Captain America shit that he was in that was awful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's not good, all right? Like, he's he seems like a hell of a nice guy and he does enough, a good enough job delivering his dialogue and everything, but he's not what I would call a good actor and he's definitely not someone who can carry a film like this oh yeah yeah okay but Uh, the the dub the italian dub where he's talking for some reason adds a layer of um sort of like a willing suspension of disbelief because i have to read the the subtitles so i'm paying attention to reading the subtitles and i'm not so much looking at the you know the actual delivery of the dialogue from red brown so much and it made me believe the movie more and actually get into it just slightly more well, there you go. Yeah, and I'm hoping that that'll be the case next week. And if that is, maybe we should just watch all Mate films with subtitles. Maybe they'd be right. better. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that, that could be, yeah. Um. Anyway, the team name is BAM. BAM stands for Badass Motherfuckers. Which they actually say in English, but yeah. pronounce it pretty badly. Yes. Um. Anyway, the team, they're going to go into the jungle and find what was lost by the government. Uh, the general sending uh, them, he has a dude who's going to go with them as an observer. Server. And this is a scientist who, you know, is whatever at this point. Uh, uh, he's the Carl Weathers fucking character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And except for not friendly with anybody. Uh, so. Right. Well, they got to uh, make right. it ever so slightly different. Otherwise, they're going to get seed. Seed. Anyway, the team also can't know why they're actually, lo- what they're actually looking for. We cut in. The team's boating in. Uh, some of the dudes argue a bit. Uh, I'm not going to really go into what was said because it's pretty fucking bad. Oh, uh, the two guys that were smoking what looked to be a joint yeah. were actually smoking a joint. I read that in the trivia. Really? Yes. Nice. So he was basically... Wrong with that. Yeah, he was basically saying that doing those drugs would turn them into a homophobic slur. Yes, and then they wondered if they had AIDS. Yes, because of the homophobic slur. And then the yes. one guy told him to eat his ass and find out. Yeah, and, and by the way, in my it said to kiss him and find out. Well, it's it said to kiss his asshole, actually, but yeah. Did it say asshole? Yeah. See, I he said, come give me a kiss. Okay, well, I missed that. Yeah, right, no, well. he said he was going to bend over and he could come kiss his ring and find out. He was basically oh. saying, you could kiss my asshole and find out if I have a disease. Is basically well, what he was saying. There you go. Yeah. Right, there you go. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, as they're all getting off the boat, uh, the, the guy driving, he says, you know, listen, I'll be back in six days. And the major goes, what if we're late? And he goes, I can only wait an extra two days and then I have to leave. Orders. Well, they get off on the boat and the leader talks to the observer. And he says, listen... As they're talking, he goes, I don't like you, and I think you're hiding something from me. Um, so He's like uh, instantly hostile with no yeah. real indication. He's like when I look at Quentin Tarantino, this is how he reacts, like how I react when I look at Like for no good fucking reason that I have other than my own bullshit intuition that I think is right. Like that's mm-hmm. how he's reacting, like really pissed off. So anyway, uh, 
then the team arrives on the island for the mission. Uh, it, it, this is one of the first points of many points where they're just walking through the jungle, and that's it. I'm almost positive out of an hour and 30 minutes, 20 minutes is spent walking. I fast-forwarded all of the walking through the jungle until it looked like something happened because I was skimming it like two times or three times speed yeah. when I was watching it. And while I was skimming through there, I'm like, they're just fucking walking. They're not even fucking talking. There's nothing. You know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, I can't believe how long this is going on. And then I would stop it for a second and then look and I would be like, holy fuck, they're still fucking walking. So I'd start fast forwarding it again at like two or three times speed. And then like something would happen where well, you're, you're about to talk about this thing that's about to happen here while they're walking. But it takes so fucking long that I literally thought that I fast forwarded almost the entirety of the film and it had only been like 10 minutes, maybe. There's like I mean, makes- so much fucking walking and there's so little things that are happening in between it. Like, I just, I'm not going to lie. I fucking fast forwarded to that just because I was so fucking bored. And I wouldn't have blamed you for doing it either. But I, you know, because I have to do the notes, I don't know what I'm going to, I can't miss anything. (laughs) Right. But like, you could also catch up on all of the important dialogue that you may have not written down while they're walking through the jungle. So again, they walk. So like uh, a lot, like I'm not being overdramatic about this, like a long fucking time. They walk. Uh, after a little bit, Quan thinks he spots something in one of the bushes. Uh, they have the rip gunner come up and they blow the living shit out of it. And when they actually go through there, they see burnt bodies with burnt up guns. Then they see a sniper in the trees. They shoot it and a body falls out. But the person was well already dead and decomposing before they ever shot at him. And he also had a charred gun. And that's the end of the first 20 minutes, folks. Okay, when you're describing that, you are going through it mercifully quick. Like, they drop to the jungle floor and crawl around and try and do, like, military crawls and stuff. And there's some moments where they're holding their guns or they're doing various gunplay stuff where they've clearly not been weapons trained on how to handle the machinery that they're about to fire. Dude, at one point, while they're walking in a straight line, like, at least two of the guys, because they keep, like, looking back and forth, are at one point pointing guns to their comrades' backs. Yeah, and the backs of their fucking heads like at least yeah. two or three times in that first 20 minutes like i noticed it too like you're supposed to have your gun pointed down or up you're not supposed to be pointed out while you just go around town <laughs> <laughs> the bullshit of how these guys are and they're supposed to be like this elite military training like trained team and you th- i know it's matey and i know he's not going to do it but like someone should have at least walked them through weapon safety Preferably whoever wasn't. Oh, wait, it's a fucking Italian film. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) This is how people get fucking shot, all right? On set. This is how it fucking happens. Always. Okay, the shit where they're just blowing up and or just lighting up with the the 60s, like they have dueling 60s where both guys are firing and then everybody else starts yeah. firing. They're lighting up the fucking jungle because what else are they going to do? They have the fucking gunplay and they can shoot trees up to all the shit and you can see that visually and it looks really cool visually and they can sell that as doing it. And then they can also shoot it from a couple of different angles and like make the same them blowing a bunch of fucking shit away with guns look like it's from a bunch of different angles and do like a bunch of different, you know, shots of 
this. And I'm not saying that Matei did that, but I'm sure he tried to maximize every fucking bullet hit he possibly could. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if you noticed this or not, but the foliage that they blow away sure looks a lot alike. Like, it looks like yeah. it's the same shot, just a bunch of different angles. It's always angles. the same foliage. It yeah. is definitely always the same foliage. They <laughs> did it, one extra shot, they just redid it. Right. Well, well uh, yeah, but he reuses it, but he shot it from a shitload of angles. Like, he set up a lot of cameras because it's all the same foliage and they all have the same amount of fucking bullets at the start of it before they unload on this thing and there's various lengths of them shooting and then sometimes you see them reload afterwards and stuff and sometimes you don't but it's all them pointing at the same foliage <laughs> just different angles of it yeah <laughs> we've got Matei back to like super economical form in a way that like unless you're really paying attention you won't notice and the reason that I'm paying attention to that is because nothing else fucking happens in this fucking movie yeah I mean that's why do you think I'm just letting you go right now it's like Lord of the fucking rings in the fucking jungle amount of walking that they're doing yeah yeah it's, it's Lord of the rings it's Lord of the rings meets Robocop meets Predator <laughs> let's move on to the next 20 minutes Jesus, Jesus fucking Christ, Christ. woo alright um okay so the next 20 starts uh they're they're walking more uh they walk again and uh we see the robot uh, we see Omega 1's watching them you get a couple uh, glimpses of Omega 1 and it, you at first you think yeah. it's just Edward Scissorhands with a biker helmet on or at least somebody else with a fetish for leather <laughs> yeah exactly right and, and the couple uh, glimpses that you get of them the more shitty it actually starts to look and you're like wow you should have really showed me much less of this yeah right um so then uh Peel he gets caught in a bear trap uh they're able to get him out and you never really hear about that again uh, uh he limps a lot but that's about it. I guess, yeah. But then there are times he's not limping at all. Right, but so don't then, don't pay attention to that. That shouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Killzone, he sees something uh, and he uh, tells uh, the observer that they're all going to look and to keep calling, to stay behind and keep calling out his name every 30 seconds so they know he's alright. And the observer's a little pissed about that. Um, uh, then Quang, he's walking around, catches a snake, but then he hears crows. He then goes around and finds a shitload of bodies all smoking dead heat. In different levels of decomposure. Uh, the, the, uh, so the rest of the group checks it out, and as the dude is just standing there, the observer, Omega One shows up, throws a knife, and it embeds into a tree, and the observer runs. They all follow the observer back, and they find the knife in the tree, and it is hot. And it's unbelievable that a knife can get embedded into a tree like that. Yeah, they really go about how all of this is unbelievable and impossible, and what's going on, yeah. and this is so weird that these bodies are burnt, and it's so clearly just a fucking robot with a laser. Come on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on, people. Uh, then we hear some people running and they see these bad guys chasing these people on jeeps and they're shooting uh they kill a couple of them and right before they get ready to kill a lady uh the rest of the the uh, kill zone and his group they take over and blow all the other guys away uh wasting what i can only imagine is unbelievable amount of bullets even though like they're shooting after the last guy falls they're still shooting then yeah, one guy takes ridiculous. a lady hostage yeah then one guy takes a lady <laughs> hostage and he still you know kills her uh, or that kills, he kills, uh, uh, kills own kills the guy and saves the lady. Uh, can we just, just like, let's just yeah. uh, hold on for a second here. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. All right. So, you know, that scene where they, they storm that camp and then they uh, slaughter everybody in predator. Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah, then yeah. they rescue a lady. Oh yeah. Like from the camp. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Now Matei's yeah. like, what if someone was being chased and then leads them to a camp for them to attack? Yeah, exactly. Right. Come on. Why <laughs> wouldn't they do that? And of course you have to have these military guys like really come 
coming down on these people and like getting ready to fucking slaughter them. And then these mercenary dudes who are literally hired to do anything but interfere with anything else other than their fucking mission decide that they're going to interfere with everything that has nothing to do with their mission. Yeah, right. Just uh, an elite fucking know, man. An elite crack military mercenary type team that for some reason is also a bunch of bleeding hearts that immediately get involved in humanitarian missions. It makes sense to me. It's fine. No, I'm, I mean, am I am I saying that right? Is that what we're about to fucking see? Because that's kind of what they just tried to yeah, sell us, right? That's exactly what we're seeing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fucking Fergasso and his fucking scripts, man. Yeah, so Omega One shows up and he attacks the group and blows up one of the jeeps with a laser. <laughs> Can we call uh, him Nobo Cop? No, yeah, Nobo Cops. <laughs> Nobo, Nobo cop shows up and uh, yeah, he blows up a jeep. The group's on the run and they decide they're going to take the girl with them, much to the chagrin of the observer. Uh, as they're running, uh, Mega One is always watching, listening. Uh, the group rests a little bit and the lady says that there was a, a whole village was slaughtered earlier uh, by those same guys and she doesn't know who they are, uh, but there's a whole camp of them up there uh, at the village that she was at. Again, Omega One is always watching. Nobo Cop. Uh, well, yeah, Nobo Cop. Nobo Cop is always watching. Uh, they get to the village and they decide they're going to go ahead and take it out. Uh, much again to the observer's chagrin saying they need to stick to the plan. <laughs> but fuck it. Apparently, these are the good guys. Uh, mercenaries with a heart of gold. <laughs> right. Like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> This is this is not the thing which I'm about to fucking believe. Like, uh, I can see where if they were witnessing the slaughter of the village, they would probably intervene because they can't stand that. But the slaughter is already over with. This is nothing more than just an exercise in watching them blow up more shit. Hey, man, sometimes you have to watch people blow up shit. What's wrong with you? I don't have a problem with that, but like, don't try to give me some kind of bullshit story about how they're going to be these mercenaries with hearts of gold that are going to slaughter this military that slaughtered a small village that is somehow made up of entirely of tents. Okay, well, fine then, if you're going to be that way about it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> you're going to be all, you know, rational. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's nothing about this that makes me want to push the I believe button other than I believe they wanted to blow up some shit and tents are really cheap to explode. True enough. Well, anyway, they go in there and they, they shoot up all the bad guys, blow shit up, all that kind of stuff. It's fucking gorgeous. The the bloodshed, yeah. the violence, the, the explosions, the fireballs, everything is fucking on fucking point. But it takes so fucking long to get here, folks. Yeah, it takes a long time. But it's pretty cool them shooting the shit up. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I'm not going to argue that. It's just that it takes too long to get here. Yeah, and by the way, that's the end of that 20 minutes is them blowing up and destroying the village. Okay, we're only two sets of 20 minutes in, so we're close to yeah. halfway now, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because we'll have one more set of 20 minutes, and then we'll go into the final 30. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to fucking say other than, like, this 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 action scene when they destroy this tent city village uh military encampment yeah whatever it's supposed to be at least it's cool looking yeah the, you know the, what the it's all time filler but at least it's not them walking right no the fireballs are awesome and like literally while i'm watching this i'm like fuck finally something you know yeah and it, it does it does kind of like reinvigorate you after this 40 minutes of like holy fuck they were really walking 30 of the 20 of the 40 minutes we just watched yeah yeah right it was just it was yeah like half this movie's been walking yeah <laughs> pulling somebody out of a bear trap and then continuing to walk yeah exactly shooting some guys know. in jeeps and then continuing
continuing to walk. Uh, okay, there's nothing else to fucking talk about. Let's just move on. All right, the next 20. Uh, the lady runs in after all the death and destruction. She goes to look for the children. Well, she finds them, and they're all dead. Uh, she's uh, wailing about and pretty sad about that when Omega-1 shows up and kills Peel. Uh, Bopper uh, gets pissed off, and he decides to go give chase. The team follows him and tells the Observer and the lady to stay behind. As Bopper's looking around, Omega-1 kills him. Uh, Shotgunner finds his arm, and he brings the rest of the team to it. Severed arm looked cool, I'll give it that. Yeah, the severed arm looked pretty pretty gruesome. That was good stuff. Laser blasts are all fucking lame and annoying sounding. Yes, it's it's not very good. And the animation uh, for them is even worse. Yeah, they should have just made him have, like, bullets or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> they could have just done exploding bullets because they have explosions, and they did a laser instead, and it was bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, anyway, Quain then finds the arm is holding on to some dog tags. He brings them to the boss, and we see that uh, they belong to somebody else. But the boss seems to recognize the name. So, uh, we get more jungle walking because, fuck it, uh, as Omega-1 watches, because Omega-1's a real fucking freak voyeur, I'm telling you right now. Um, yeah, he loves to watch. Yeah, he really does. And they drive the Predator thing home because when he hears the dialogue, he repeats it back, just like in Predator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, as the team searches, we see uh, Boppy's body is hung from a tree, but they never find it. Um, then Shotgunner thinks he sees it, and they all start firing again at this brush uh, that we think is the same brush as before. It is, uh, just uh, from yeah. the other side. Yeah, like it's yeah, camera uh, C footage as opposed to camera A. They check, though, but nothing's there. Um, so then, uh, the boss man, he tries to, uh, call, uh, back to headquarters, but there's no answer, and the observer tells them they're on their own, and, uh, they kind of have an intense moment there where he gets pissed. Uh, he tells him about Omega-1, and, uh, how he lost control after it looked like boss man might fucking fuck him up permanently. Um, he says that they say that the boss man, Killzone, is the only one who can actually kill it. Uh, anyway, Quang comes up, and he wants to kill the observer but the boss man tells him no they might need him but to follow him and stay on him uh then the boss has a flashback to martin woodring who's that's the the key we saw or the the dog tag the dog tags we saw and we see uh there's an explosion in war and this killed woodring apparently and that is the end of that 20 minutes as we go into the final 30 okay so he knew the guy that ended up dead and these are the dog tags that were ripped off of what we think is the Nobo Cop. Yeah, well, we don't know it yet. It's supposed to be a surprise. But yeah, if you haven't really thought, put two and two together yet. They were in the dead man's hand that was clearly lasered off. So something had to do with the Nobo Cop there. So something, something dark side. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But what I'm getting at here is this guy is the military guy who was supposedly died in the field. And Reb Brown's fucking kill his own character has been really like felt like it was his fault forever about this guy and he thought that they were dead so there's no reason for that guy's dog tags to be anywhere here let alone clutched in the hand of one of his comrades that are out there on their humanitarian mercenary mission that i really feel weird about having to say it that way humanitarian mercenary mission well they're on a mercenary mission that's turned humanitarian back into mercenary because now they're back on the job because nobocop is now hunting them no matter what i'm so confused right well i mean this film 
still makes absolutely no fucking sense at all. It's all over the goddamn place, but explosions, so okay. Yeah, right? So, I mean, it could be all over the place if there's explosions. I mean, duh. This is literally the kind of film where if you were to watch this on VHS in the 80s as a kid, you would fast forward the fucking walking on the VHS because you'd be bored. You'd watch the fucking shootout scenes, and then you'd move on with your life and do the same thing in Missing Action when it gets boring. Yeah, right. Exactly. And you wouldn't tell the (laughs) difference between the two of them, and you wouldn't even fucking care because you just wanted to see jungles get shot up with fucking M60s. Yeah, because, I mean, it's a fucking jungle, man. And because explosions, and you're a fucking kid. Like, that's what this movie is for, is just for, like, a fucking idiot to rent to think it's actually RoboCop in the jungle. Yeah, no shit. I mean, holy cow. And then just to think, then, really, uh, 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 all the Jungle War movies just turned into all Desert War movies. Jungle is a much better fucking place to have a movie, because it just better looks than just a desert. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, with CG, you could do anything now you wanted, really. (laughs) So, well, not that this movie, we're on another fucking tangent, because nobody wants to talk about this movie, including us in this audience. No, I mean, we could have a movie, uh, a war movie on Unicorn Island, or the unicorns are at war. Are we at the final 30? Because we're spending way more time on this than I even thought we would, so. Yeah, we're at the final 30. Let's just kill this off. Let's fucking do it. Alright. Well, they need to, they come across the river, they need to cross the fucking river. So, um, one guy reminds Oz, uh, the Observer guy, that uh, any more of their men die, Quang's going to fuck him up seriously. Cut off his ears and balls. Uh, then, you know, all the guys, they start crossing the river. Incorrectly, the, no matter how they hold their weapons, or no matter what they do, they all fuck it up bad. Yes, they do. Exactly. They don't have uh, ammo bags above their heads, and they're all carrying ammo. The one guy's got fucking shotgun shells strapped to him, and they go under the water. They're all fucking done for. Yeah, and then Omega One's still watching, because that's what Omega One does, because he's a freak like that. Nobocop loves to peep. Yep. Uh, well, then one guy, he's crossing the dock guy. He gets pulled uh, underwater. Something gra- you know, he gets stuck in something, he gets pulled under. As the others are searching for him, Quain grabs the observer and takes his keypad thing he had, and he throws it in the water. Uh, the observer screams, and uh, Quan goes, ha, ah, now we're all equal, so get, you know, get bent. Um, the group then decides they will search down river for this guy in hopes of getting him back. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Uh, so then we come to this guy who's lost and he wake he wakes up he is down river he calls out for his bros uh, omega one is hunting him uh he's running around the group's running around more running around and he finds the group but then a doc a claw like thing comes around grabs him by the legs and drags him away yeah nobocop a- has a doc ock arm one doc yeah. ock arm one one doc ock arm but he has one <laughs> uh the group then looks and finds his burnt up corpse and they decide they're going to fight Omega One. Nobocop's as, got it coming. Yeah. Uh, as they set up a base, Quang surrounds the base with landmines, grenades, and flares. So they'll own uh, if anything comes to them. Uh, well, they find out that the Observer's keypad, it was actually an EMP device. Not enough to destroy, but enough to maybe disable Omega One. They check the rest of his bag and they find a smaller device, which is a detonator that can destroy Omega One. It would, it's a, you know, activates the uh, self destruct sequence. Uh, they said, well, let's just kill him and we'll use it. And he said, well, you can't because I am the only one who knows where you can go. Yeah, how far away you have to be from Omega-1 for it to work. You know, the proximity. Well, then Omega-1 shows up and the boss has the Observer try the detonator. He presses it, but it doesn't work. 
Uh, Omega-1 starts firing on them. Omega-1 starts clearing a path to them by purposely exploding shit. Uh, then the Observer gives the boss an, uh, uh, some audio files. He tells him to listen to them. And then he leaves. He's going to try the detonator. He's going to try to get closer to use the detonator. Uh, he tries to get there, but Omega-1 grabs him, throws him on top of a landmine, blows him up. With the detonator. Then, with the detonator. No, the detonator is on the ground. The shotgunner goes to go find the detonator. He finds it, but he gets killed before he can use it by uh, Nobocop, who then has now his own detonator. Uh, the other three decide to run away and Nobocop blows up the uh, the base they had made. Because uh, they built run- it and they need to explode it. Yeah. As uh, Queen is running, he decides, fuck that, he's gonna stay behind to fight. He gets rid of all his weapons and just has his fucking machete. This is like a Billy Bear moment, but the machete that he grabs is tiny and he's trying to sell it as this big giant fucking weapon and it just doesn't work. Yeah. Whereas Billy Bear had this gigantic buoy-shaped fucking special-made machete that was badass that he then cuts himself with to, like, get the blood in the air to, like, really call out the Predator. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Exactly, right? As they're running, as the boss man and the lady are running, they hear a laser strike and then the guy scream. Uh, So Quan is actually dead. Uh... As they're running, the lady remembers an old hospital that they had to leave earlier because of undrinkable water. They both decide they'll head there. Omega-1 overhears their plan. Because he's uh, always peeping. No bo cop. He's always peeping. As the two get there, they look for anything useful. She says she now can find everything she needs. She's uh, apparently an explosives and bomb expert. She found everything she needs to build a bomb. This lady's a ho- fucking anarchist in disguise. Yeah. And she found everything to turn the hospital itself into a bomb. Right. Like, she didn't already have this fucking planned. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, damn it. All right. Omega-1 shows up. He found him. Uh, he listens, uh, or, uh, the boss man listens to the audio logs, and Omega-1's brain is the Lieutenant Woodwing's brain. They were able to save that, the boss's friend. And if you didn't see that coming, shame on you. Yeah, exactly. Well, Omega-1 enters the hospital. The boss fights him. Uh, the lady, while they're fighting, grabs some sulfuric acid. Boss calls out to Martin, uh, which is his first name, which makes him stop. He raises up his eyes mask. So you see his eyes and, like, he's stitched together. And uh, the boss man throws him down. The lady comes out, and now all of a sudden Omega-1's gone. Uh, however, he comes back. They fight. She throws acid on him. Uh, the boss man, because he, he, he then drops his laser guns, so the boss man grabs it. They run out of the hospital and he fires it and he blows up the hospital. The next day, the two get to the beach. They start waving down a boat, but Omega-1 shows up. The boss starts fighting him, tells the lady to swim to the boat. Get as to the, the boss... chopper! <laughs> yep. As the boss runs, uh, the boss runs as Omega follows. The boss gets caught at the edge of a cliff, a waterfall, and Omega-1 shows up and he actually gives him the detonator. We have a flashback to when Martin begged bo- the boss to finish him off after he stepped on an explosive. Omega asks him then starts begging to be destroyed. The boss presses the button. He jumps off the waterfall just as Omega explodes. Uh, yeah, y'all seen Predator? (laughs) Yeah, we've seen the lady on the boat. She made it. The boss, uh, he's alive. He swims away. Roll credits!
This may have been even faster than last week. That was definitely faster than last week. Yeah, we are now at 54 minutes in raw recording time, including pauses where you said, give me a second and took like a minute and a half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is going to get condensed down is what I'm getting at. So there's going to be like, it'll it'll get even shorter than what we have now. And you I know some, some podcasts only last 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we like to give it to you low and slow for as long as you'd like. We like to wiggle our hips a little to the left and the right. <laughs> Listen, I don't like to waste a lot of your time. <laughs> I'm trying to maximize my effort in your enjoyment for podcasting. And if I'm sticking Listen, around too long and it's starting to make you a little sore in the ear holes, just let me know. Listen, the only pros I have to my style is I'm not going to take up a lot of your time. <laughs> Uh, why are we doing all of this horse shit where we just keep making shit up? Because I got nothing else to say about this I, fucking I, movie, really. I, I mean, what what is there to say? It's, it's fucking so Predator with Nobocop. That's all there's it fucking n- is. There's no message to try to even grab. There's nothing to... Uh, the only reason this movie's better than last week is because there were explosions. And lots of gunfire. Yeah, but there's still no deep message. Well, and even there's all the no- walking, at least they're walking through a jungle and you get some background and you get to see various parts of a jungle so it's kind of interesting to look at visually considering uh we had like a hotel room and a bunch of other shit last week that was like not even fucking worth our time yeah and this we there was more to it and yeah it didn't really have a budget and yes they clearly shot it in the philippines and yes there was a lot of fucking danger for a lot of fucking people and nobody really knew what they were doing with the guns but that's the nature of all of these films shot in the philippines because life was cheap there apparently when these movies were made and no one cared about safety yeah I mean, well, it was in the 80s. No one actually cared about anything in the 80s. Well, no, I mean, specifically uh, in the Philippines, like in the late 60s, early 70s, and then the 80s, a lot of action yeah. movies were shot there because they didn't have to worry about liability. And they would go oh, there nice. for certain action sequences because, like, someone would literally sacrifice their body for very minimum pay and not sue you on, yeah, on your well. film set. Like, if you, like, if they broke their back or some shit, like, they got away with a lot of shit. And it's really serious exploitation of the locals that a lot of these films were made there. And it's a really dark part of the filmmaking industry that a lot of people don't really want to fucking talk about and I smell the injuries all over this film of what could have been (laughs) I just feel like this was a lot more negligent than what it was letting on in the film (laughs) yeah I think so yeah probably and I think for fighting something to fucking talk about right and I feel like our principal actors are probably pretty lucky that they didn't shoot each other in the head like I'm really they're they're lucky they didn't all kill each other in some action yeah, unless those guns were all props, except for the days that they were actually firing them, which I kind yeah. of doubt. They're walking around with what I hope are dummy bullets in an M60, which is a hell of a fucking gun. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and that's uh, that's there's some impressive uh, armament in there. The two guys that are like rocking those M60s and firing them are doing the most impressive work, and they're both super beefy. And I mean, it's kind of hard to fuck up shooting an M60 and making it look cool. Yeah, but it's also a huge huge fucking gun and it's a lot of fucking gun to hold down and both those guys do a great fucking job with that. I they will really give them do. that. The guys firing the guns when they actually get going with it and they get the the right firing pose, it looks cool. The big quibbles I have is the safety in carrying it. It's glaringly obvious that they have not been trained in safely carrying them while marching and stuff like that. That's the part that I was talking about. When they're firing it, yeah. 
looks badass as shit. Yeah, but the the whole carrying it around, doing anything else is and I well, it's not good. I got fixated on that because I'm literally just watching them walking around carrying this shit, and I noticed every moment of the stuff that they fucked up because it's like I'm right there walking with them, you know. Yeah. And had I been in that formation, I'd be like, "Hey, watch your rifle, you fuckheads!" <laughs> watch, watch your rifle, you fuckheads. <laughs> And they'd have been like, what? And then when they turn, shot someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty fucking bad. It, there's no way that I believe anything that this film is trying to sell me in any way, shape, or form, other than like maybe that Reb Brown is really big and beefy. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> I can see that immediately and be like, yes, movie, I believe that Reb Brown is very strong. Yeah. Again, just another mindless movie that is just fucking like, they're, they're, like there's no message you can pull out of it other than maybe firearm safety and how much shit uh it was to f- you know how much shit hollywood was or even just any movie maker was for filming in the Phil- philippines well, that's about it well how about this right this is like one of the only mamate films where there's not even an attempted rape really yeah on screen yeah, anyway that we get to see they may have implied that that might have been happening at the villages with the military or whatever but they never actually really talk about it they never show it on screen um there's minimal amount of misogyny and it's really coming from guys that are being set up to be the bad guys that are would-be hero mercenary guys slaughter to to save these folks you know so there's at least that like you know there's the really the only big like super insensitive moment that i can even really think of that was like holy shit that's not even a necessary thing is the homophobic slur that's at the beginning which is Mm. which is in the 80s which is what guys would do at like would yell at each other just to give them shit which is just what they did you know and nobody at that time really thought that it was a hurtful and hateful fucking thing to say but in retrospect whenever you realize that it very much is a hateful and hurtful fucking thing to say it makes it that much more you know grotesque to see but i don't think that that was the intention in the film because i think it was just supposed to be this is dialogue of these guys jibing each other and this is how ultra masculine guys jab each other as they they talk about how they're prospectively gay because that's supposed to be hilarious or some shit that they do you know that's just the 80s i think this was supposed to be somewhat more on the light and fun side for a matei film is what i'm getting at yeah 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 i think you're right because <laughs> it is it's just robocop and punished or yeah robocop and punisher it's a mindless action yeah movie. it's robocop and fucking predator just smashed together that's all it fucking is just a mindless like you said fucking action movie and yep. that's all it's supposed to be and like that's the kind of thing that i want when i want when i want to watch a matey movie yeah right <laughs> not, just a mindless action yeah not Claudia however Fricasso. however doing a show to like you know a, a report about it kind of doesn't help <laughs> Yeah, there's not much that you can really review in the film. You just basically said what happened, and there is a lot of walking, and that's what we talked about. So yeah, that's that's all we got. Why don't we just fucking yeah. break here? We'll play a song here from the Saints where they talk about doing the robot, which is a little apparently a dance about robots. Oh, there you go. Yeah, when we come back, we'll have some fucking news.
Vince, you're going to do the robot now? Yeah, I'm, I'm totally doing the robot. <laughs> well, while you're dancing that funky dance, can you also give me some Psyop news? Uh, yeah, um, this one's from Pete. Oh, that would be probably our man Pete from Good Beer, Bad Movie Night. Yeah, yeah. Um, company offers employees pods to masturbate in, complete with VR headsets. Pulling it just to pull it. Kinda, yeah. If you want a uh, beer boner. Okay, this is, uh, out of the, uh, oh man, uh, IFLScience.com. I don't um, think that's a real site. That's I fucking love science, right? I don't think that's a real, like, I don't think it's real news. I think it's just made up shit. I make money from that's... my sex work. Yeah, I do. Circle jerk. Somebody out there got really happy that I played that clip. Oh, hold up. We're, we're going to find out. Let's read it. Because I don't know, man. It doesn't read. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying like uh, I this site. I'm dubious about this site is what I'm saying. All right. Afraid of a, a company has taken the unusual step of offering their employees pods to masturbate in while at work as an employee benefit, which is usually things like dental plan or free coffee. And I'm going a to Cypress fuck it to death. based adult website, Strip Chat, installed four pods for its 200 employees. It will allow them 30 minute paid breaks during work hours to make use of the pods, the aka direction right now to jacket okay uh, all right so they know sorry. that you are dealing with content of that type of nature that would probably yeah. get you into that state so they want to offer you a private place to go get that handled to, to yeah to, to maybe so it can help you concentrate the rest of the day right and what they're trying to do is address the very very real situation of watching porn all day may make you excessively fucking horny yeah, but it's possible. It's possible. Big if true. Right. And That's I, what, big if true. And what I'm getting at here is like, I actually think that this is a pretty progressive way of handling that where they're like, look, we know this is going to happen because this content's fucking hot. So handle it discreetly. Here you go. Uh, the decision to install the pods was made to help employees cope with the stress of the COVID-19 pandemic. The loving three-way with a corpse. With 200 employees sharing the four pods, they may not have assessed the stress and awkwardness involved in the queuing at work. That or they just had a bukkake mouth part. <laughs> you mentioned, I mean, yeah, I, I, there could be awkwardness there. The pods, which look like large futuristic balls, are equipped with 4K screens, Oculus Quest VR headsets, tissues, and a comfortable chair to masturbate in. I think that's going will, on spank bank. I want one. It will, it's also not a BYOL, as lube will be provided by the employer. Pulling it just to pull it. Yeah, I want one. I want one. Yeah. I want one of Surprisingly, these Surprisingly, the company is not the first to offer masturbation breaks. Last year, Erica Lust Films, who employs 36 members of the staff, began letting staff have 30-minute masturbation breaks. Again, due to the agitation uh, uh, people were feeling during the pandemic. Uh, the company went more low tech, offering a masturbation station rather than a high tech ball in which you can crank one out. <laughs> Clips. <laughs> With the pandemic and the huge shift in how we live our lives, uh, they began, uh, owner Erica Lust began to notice that her employees had become somewhat agitated and were performing with less energy than before. If you want to so, she stated, knowing that there's only one thing that will make everyone feel good, she set up a private masturbation station for them to enjoy. Shut up. Are you talking about penises? I am. Uh, the head of the communications at the firm suggested that the break could actually benefit the employer, too. Uh, 
picture this, a team of happy employees with the creative juices flowing and being productive because they've had some time scheduled to make themselves feel good, she said. A masturbation break at work can result more focus I got Botox in my scrotum. Less aggression and more productivity and better teamwork. Your cum will probably taste better. Thanks, Lee. Yeah, thank you, Lee. Uh, with some uh, studies suggesting that orgasms have health benefits ranging from clearing a stuffy nose to reducing prostate cancer he risk. He must have an incredibly long penis. I'm not sure that has anything to do with prostate cancer yeah, risk, Lee. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but these masturbation breaks might even have more effects than just stress relief. Countdown to Bukaki. Jesus. So there you go. Yeah, we're uh, we're in the future now, man. Okay, I gotta say that this is kind of an odd perk for your average everyday business, but a pornography-based facility that is either, you know, like the tech side where it's the website or whatever, but like if your job is being exposed to porn 24-7, there is going to be somewhat more of a buildup than a person who, say, exposes themselves to porn 24-7 on their own, like myself, yeah. while working. <laughs> That's not true. That's very true. Uh, <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> but what I'm getting at here is like I like that the company's like we're trying about to do something about this but like 200 people sharing four pods that yeah. seems well, kind of messy unless they have like a Windex situation and like everything's vinyl well, you, you hope someone's not a shooter <laughs> right you hope someone is not like a long distance marathon shot like you know let's be honest be respectful right like you don't know? go off onto like a Roman candle against the fucking lid of the pod, yeah. you know? Yeah, be respectful. Kind of, you know, if you think you're really built up, maybe do it at home instead of at work. If you're really built up, you know, and you think it's going to really, you know, you're going to fucking just, you know, uh, fucking sprinkler it all over the fucking place, you know? Um, <laughs> Some of us can't tell. Sometimes it's, yeah, it is what it is, true. you know? <laughs> you just don't know. Well, then, know. you know, still just be careful. Just be careful. And then maybe the most important thing, whatever you do, wash your hands. <laughs> Before entering the pod and definitely it, after entering the pod. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And wash your hands. It's important. It's a big thing. Yeah. And also before you touch each other, you definitely want to wash your hands. And then after yeah. you touch each other, you that's gonna be that's that's it's that's gonna be an awkward thing, right? Uh you know, you come out, you just got done jerking off, and there's like your coworkers standing there waiting to jerk off. I don't know. Right. There's a fucking line at the jerk off booth and it's yeah. like no longer the fucking water cooler. They're talking about like what happened on the latest TV show around the jerk off booth now. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. All of this clips, by the way. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, let's do another story because we're only like an hour and 10 minutes. This is like the second right. shortest show we've ever done. I'm actually, this, I want people to tell us what is the shortest fucking show we've ever done counting this fucking week. That's what I'm curious no about. Shit. Uh, this one comes from uh, Christopher. It would be our boy Christopher from Time Shifters and Morphin Entertainment. A uh, box of human heads for medical research is still missing in Denver. <laughs> A box of human heads is still somewhere out there. The heads have been missing since the morning of March 3rd when they were taken from a medical van in Denver's Central Park neighborhood. Sister station CBS Denver reports the van was parked near 23rd Syracuse Street when crooks broke in and stole a dolly and snatched the box. It's not, clear if the thief, <laughs> it's not clear if the thieves knew what they were taking or if they got a gruesome surprise later. That'd be something. Hey, let's see what the haul is, boys. I'm advocating Holy shit. I'm advocating corpse fucking here. Necrophilia could be overlooked. <laughs> but I mean, I'd be like, oh my God, that uh, we, more than what you bargained for on that one. Finger bang a girl with a corpse hand. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we um, have an invariably large amount of clips about necrophilia. 
Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. You know what show we're on? <laughs> I am aware of... My love of dead kids. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This horse sex is a thing. It really is. Thank you. Um, the It's the type of headline you might see on The Onion. A neighbor, Kevin Channel, told CBS Denver, what would you do with something like that if you intentionally stole it? Uh, the box is blue and white and has a label, uh, exempt human specimen on it. Anyone who sees the box is asked to call the Denver Police Department right away. The heads were dead body. The heads were for medical research, according to police. Science Care, the company that owns the box, issued the below statement to CBS Denver. This is like traces of death fucked a porno. (laughs) We were made aware of the theft immediately, and we have been working closely with local Denver authorities to investigate this crime. We are doing everything we can to locate the stolen tissue and protect the community. Due to the sensitive nature of our business, and as there are several for ongoing investigations, we do not have any further comment on this criminal matter. Uh, I'm gonna uh, stockpile my guns because cops don't oh, help you. Uh, this is an extremely rare situation. If anyone has any information on this crime or the whereabouts of the box or donated tissue, we urge you to please contact the Denver Police or Science Care at media at sciencecare.com. We look forward to a safe resolution of this situation. End quote. Well, that's a long fucking trying to cover our ass in multiple ways quote. Yep. The Denver Police Department says those with information wishing to remain anonymous can also call the Metro Crime Stoppers at 720-913-STOP. To hell with the police. So, alright, you're, you're, you're just, you're, you're, you feel like you want to do some thieving. You're not really looking at what happens, you just, okay, there's a box of some shit that looks important, I'm gonna grab it. Maybe it's like medical devices or shit. It's a sell. snatch and grab at a medical facility, there's a dolly there with boxes on it, and they just happen to grab it. One of which Cor- happened to be the severed heads. When was the last time you were Denver. My lawyer has advised me not to answer that question. How many lawyers do you have again? One for the purpose of this exercise. Motherfucker. That's not a real answer. You're not telling me how many lawyers you have. Like in total or just currently? In the room with you. <laughs> oh, there are zero in the room with me. I'm just, you know, I know when I should not answer a question. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, that's um that's some hardcore shit, man. Yeah, smash and grab, and then all of a sudden you open up the box and it's a human head staring at it. It doesn't you. even really sound like a gra- a smash and grab. It just smou- sounds like somebody had like the guy turned around to like sign out and left the dolly outside and somebody just grabbed it and ran off with a dolly. Yeah. That's what it sounded just, like. I mean maybe almost like almost like uh package snatchers, like at like when the people steal packages for front doors. They don't know what they're gonna get, but the, you know, you just they're taking a chance. This person's like, I don't know what this is, but I'm taking a chance. And then they open it up, and this is one time they sh- they shouldn't have taken the chance. Yeah, but like, who's the like budding entrepreneur that figures out how to turn eight heads in a box into some money, though? Looks at it and goes, "Well, this year for Halloween, I'll be selling the most realistic shit in town." <laughs> smells a bit, though. It smells a bit. Uh, that's uh, that's done for accuracy. Yeah, pungent odor. It stings the nostrils. This will be shorter for sure. The last uh. one cut down to uh, an hour and eleven minutes out of an hour and a half that we recorded, and we're at an hour and fifteen ish minutes now. I think it's because the last one had. Cl- I think it's because the last one had clips. Oh, it's totally because the last one had clips. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only reason the last one went any longer than this one. All right, one more fucking story, and then we'll just, we'll call it quits, and what the fuck? Why not? This one uh, from Robert. Our man Robert in the field. Our man Robert in the field, the Metro. Teenage girls made me do it, says gallery guard who drew eyes on a painting. Oh, this is so fucked. This story enrages me. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, A gallery security guard who used a a brill to draw eyes on a famous Russian painting has blamed teenage 
teenage girls for egging him on. The man who defaced Anna Leprokaya's faceless three figures worth 750,000 pounds. Sweet has been, Jesus. Has, has been named as Army veteran Alexander Velesviv. He was on his... long the amount of time that happens before we watch this brother and sister fuck. Yeah, yeah. That's all this is. <laughs> I love you got my, yeah, yeah, that's all this is. Oh, I had to include that. That kind of, like, I don't know, makes the clip. Uh, He said he he was on his first day on the job at the Yeltsin Center when he damaged the artwork, which was on loan to the Yetisburg-based gallery from Moscow. Uh, Speaking for the first time since news of the incident made headlines worldwide, uh, the man told uh, Mr. Uh, Valles, I'm not pronouncing any of these names right, 63, told website E1 Rue he was confused and depressed by the art. He said, to be honest, he really didn't like these pictures at the expedition, uh, in, uh, he, uh, exhibition, and he felt they left a difficult impression, uh, and he said he tried to pass by without looking at them. He said he watched how people reacted, and then he saw these teenagers, 16 or 17, standing and discussing whether there are no eyes, no mouth, no beauty. There were girls in the group, and they asked me, draw, uh, draw on the eyes, do you, do work here. So, the man who faces a fine or a prison term for vandalism said the girls convinced him that it was their drawing and that they wanted him to have the eyes. <laughs> that he is said, no fucking excuse, you fucking idiot. Jesus fucking Christ. He said he regretted being a fool <laughs> when he realized how much the painting was worth. The guard is a former senior lieutenant who served in the Chechen War and suffered gunshot wounds in 1995. <coughs> Were uh, any of those uh, to the head? When he was one of only four in his 36-strong unit to survive. <laughs> he was given a medal for his bravery. The man's wife, Yulia, blamed his war wounds for making him naive like a child. It has to be. He had to have been shot yeah. in the head there's no other reason why a man would do something like that especially if your job is to make sure nothing happens to the paintings right and something's got to happen to you PTSD wise when you fucking 36 men and you're one of four to make it out alive. Yeah, there's clearly something else very wrong with him, but he's also got to have some kind of wound that has done something to affect his mind on top of that. Yeah. There's a convolution uh, of things that are going to cause a problem here. Yeah. The couple are now urging people to leave them alone so they can get on with their lives. Experts have said the ink from the pen slightly penetrated the paint layer of the artwork but the damage is not irreversible. Um, the picture was removed from the exhibi- ex- uh, exhibition and returned to the gallery in Moscow. It has now been renovated at a cost equivalent of 2,500 pounds. Which should come out of his salary because he did deface the fucking painting. I don't have a yeah. problem with that. He but he shouldn't be any more punished than that because the man clearly has issues. The man, yeah, the man clearly needs help. And, you know, fuck. Fuck the Chechen war, man. That shit, uh, right. Jesus. There's multiple things that are very clearly wrong with this man mentally and physically from whatever wounds he may have suffered that yeah. that much is obvious because there's there has to be like there's no yeah. other way that it had to have been a wound to the head that would i mean or he's just so fundamentally damaged from what he's seen that something about that painting disturbed him so much and some teenage girls basically just saw him starting to have an episode and took advantage of him one of the two yeah, yeah it's it's sad, really. God, that was a bummer one to end up with. <laughs> you know what, though? That's perfect for March Matei. It really, truly is. So with yeah, that, yeah. I'm going to play the Ending Legion promo, and we're going to just close it out with this fucking bummer of a show. 
If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. UK subs with iRobot completing, once again, the all songs about robots in some way, shape, or form that I promised, even though one of them was actually about a dance called The Robot, but whatever. But the robot was in it, so it works. Yeah, you're supposed to dance like a robot whenever you're dancing The Robot. Duh. Well, if you'd like to find other instances where I put in a song about a dance that is named the same thing as the subject that I'm trying to do, I mean, first of all, don't you have enough things to do with your life that you yeah, have to worry I mean, about that's that? That's going to be like, that's a, if you have a list on a to-do list, that should probably be like right beneath yeah i don't know like stacking cereal boxes regrouting your grandma's bathtub should be like yeah, above something. this one right yeah yeah, definitely. yeah 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 but like if you really want to find that out all the previous instances where i've done said thing that i just completely forgot because we went on this tangent to pad out the show you're going to find that at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast the previous 343 instances where that may or may not have occurred are all right there yeah exactly it might be there yeah or- it might not be there you'll have to listen to find out and then when you do you can report back to us if you feel like it yeah i mean you know you don't have to if you'd like to get in on the joy of the memes that we share as a group and by we i mean me because i do all of that work that's cinema underscore psyops on instagram i run that shit like this show because it is my barter town yeah it's classy classy memes we're classy people three memes per day during the work week for the person that is 
toiling and full of trouble, aka working or doing whatever it is that you got to do to fucking survive because... Memes for our working peeps. Yeah, whatever it is that you're doing. If you're suffering out there and you're looking for a little relief during the work week, Monday through Friday is what I'm getting at here. Well, thrice daily, that's going to be happening for you at cinema underscore psyops, which is then immediately shared to my Twitter feed as at court underscore psyop, which the only reason that I'm there is for the Twitter bots that are sending me the porn. Yeah, I mean, come on, you gotta, you gotta enjoy that part. Jesus. Thanks to those hardworking bots. I, I apologize to the actual people on Twitter who want to keep in contact with me via Twitter who are trying to tweet tweets at me. I'm not paying attention to you because I am looking at yet another porn bot while I'm on Twitter. Yeah, of course. I'm, what are they thinking? I'm a dirty old man on Twitter, and that's just how I like it. The only the only things you talk to on Twitter are porn bots. I mean, who else are you going to talk to? I don't even really talk. I just follow. I'm just like stalking. I mean, yeah, I, I guess that's kind of what I meant. <laughs> It's the only interaction I ever get is I just follow porn bots. You just follow porn bots. One place that you definitely can't have anything having to do with porn is our Facebook group, Cinema PsyOps. <laughs> no, they, they won't allow you to have any of that kind of action on Facebook. No, you're definitely going to get fucking yeah, railed. Get sucked. Really hard. You're going to get zucked. You're going to get zucker fucked yeah. so fucking hard if you try to put porn yeah. in the Cinema PsyOps group. And I won't That's... defend you because it's against their rules and I'm trying to keep the group open. Come on, people. Jesus. Yeah, work with us, not against us. I'm there as Court PsyOps on Facebook as well. And then all of the things that I have said tonight, if you have some kind of issue or you take umbrage with it, write me the dissertation, send it to cinemapsyopscourt at gmail.com via the emails, which is probably going to be the slowest. Or you can try and tweet at me. I'm not going to respond and you probably weren't really listening anyway. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm only barely listening and I have to be here. (laughs) Well, while you're out there trying to figure out why it is that Matt really does have to be here because he's really doing the show because he has nothing else to keep him alive and or happy. <laughs> Try not to get as depressed as he just did and kick God the fuck damn. out of this weekend. Make it your fix. Start recording on your side. Yep. Recording now. Everything is coming through Blue Snowball. One, two, three. (laughs) That sounded weird and delayed. Okay. Um, I'm taking it. You just watched the version that I gave you and the subtitles that I gave you? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why, but it's in Italian. This must have been an Italian Blu-ray that I got for this week and next week. All right. There's no English language subtitle or like English language dialogue for either of them. And then I found subtitles, files for them. So I... Uh We'll talk about it, but like I think we kind of benefited from the fact that this was in the Italian. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'll tell you, even if it was in English, I think he'd have two clips. Mercifully, this one is uh, significantly less painful than yeah, last yeah, week's. Yeah, it's an though. hour. It's an hour. Th- this is nowhere near what last week's was. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it was good. I'm just saying it's nowhere near what last week's was. Yeah. <laughs> let's just get it fucking over with. Do you hear this? Yeah. I do. All right, let's uh, let's do the show. Go, go. Like, for no good fucking reason that I have other than my own bullshit intuition that I think is right. Like, that's Uh how he's reacting. Like, really pissed off. And why am I going into this so much? Because we got nothing else to fucking talk about. There's, I mean, this is going to go real fucking quick. I'm trying, man. Like, I don't know how I can fucking Uh, pass this Listen, if I think you're getting on a rant, I'm going to let you go. I know. I'm going to let you go, and I'm not going to say nothing about it. Right, because what else do we fucking have this week? I have nothing. I'm going to let you go on a rant, and I'm going to be as quiet as possible. (laughs) Maybe just throwing in a couple, "Mm mm-hmm, and. You said it, buddy. <laughs> Tell me more about how much Alex Jones is full of shit, Court. We have the time. <laughs> Come on, we, we got the time. Trust me, it'll, it'll still be a tight show. Hold on one second for me. <laughs> for you, I've got ten. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. Hey, I mean, the okay. dead silence is going to get caught, like, out. So, you know, we, we, <laughs> we got, like, a minute of showtime that we're just going to have disappear now. And then continuing to walk. I was like, I didn't know Court was doing Lord of the Rings movies this time around. All right, I guess this is our next full franchise fest. <laughs> the fucking Hobbits. Oh, good Lord. That's a lot of fucking work. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we'd have to do like an episode per chapter of each movie. Oh, I'd fucking want to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially since you'd be doing the notes. You shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> I know. I'm still putting it out there in the universe. People are going to go after you for this one for sure. No, no the show's over. I, I fucking... <laughs> Fuck, you gotta do notes at Tolkien? No fucking thanks. <laughs> we're starting with the books and we'll work her. No, no. Yeah, no, 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 we're not. <laughs> You're like, the fuck we are, Court. The fuck we are. The most reading I'm ever doing ever in my life is gonna be these fucking movies. The subtitles? Yeah. Jesus, I've never had to go this deep before. We know, Matt. We know. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's a clip, too. <laughs> They know, Matt. They know. They know. You're saved by the fact that I'm too lazy to grab them anymore. out why it is that Matt really does have to be here because he's really doing the show because he has nothing else to keep him alive and or happy. <laughs> Try not to get as depressed as he just did and kick God the fuck damn. out of this weekend. Make it your bitch. Hey, that fucking real. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true for me too. I do this yeah. show so I have an obligation to keep me going week to week too, man. That's the only reason I'm waking <laughs> and I'm doing it begrudgingly too where I'm like another fucking meme a take. God damn it. Oh, Jesus Christ, we have one more of these. Oh. 
still recording? Fuck. Yeah, hold on. I'm I'm uh, I'm done recording now.